Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian Amaui and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, the second show of the week already, Mr. Brian Hamawi, Mr. Guest Experience, my co-host here with me. How you doing, bud? Good. It's yeah. been a busy week. It's been a crazy week. Well, you guys are still, still, uh, did you, we talked a little about the storm, Had, but then we got off. Uh, did you have any damage in any of the properties or anything like that? Honestly, we, we, uh, we fared really well. I think it was, uh, the coast got hit so hard. Yeah. By but, the time it got uh, to you, it was just a lot of rain. Yeah, it was just rain. We did have the winds. Uh, I became, I don't know if you Any saw Any roof issues? I, some, some spoofs, huh? Yeah, I saw you doing spoofs of the of the weathermen. Uh, I, I decided to take that role on. Yeah. just I was, I was so bored by hour number two when they told me I had to stay home. I had to do something. I'm sure your your wife and daughter are thrilled to hear that you made it two hours with them before you were you were. <laughs> you're, I was gonna say pulling your hair out, but that would be tough for you, Mister Hamali. I tried that. I, I brought the hair blower, out, the hair dryer out, and it was uh, Rebecca told me to put it away. <laughs> but yeah, so everything's good. Good. Everything's good. Well, uh, excited today. You know, we've kind of bounced back and forth hotels, vacation rentals, even does some glamping, um, some of the uh, RV share. So I, I love I love anytime we're able to get outside of the the core, what I'll call core vacation rental industry, because I think it's all kind of merging now into just lodging. But um, today, going to get to spend some time over in hotel tech, which I'm excited about because as we've noted, for all their warts and everything else, I feel like when you hear them complain about their their technology stack, sometimes you're like, you feel like it's like the Europeans complaining about their rail system and you're an American going, yeah, well, why don't you come over here, right? Because in vacation rails, as bad as uh, hotel tech may seem at times, we're still years and years behind. But uh, excited about that because it's really so instrumental now to the guest experience in many ways that now we, we don't even know that we're interacting sometimes with the hotel tech stack. So it, it should be really exciting. I think it's a fascinating uh, side of the industry. We learned so much from those guys. I think all yeah. of the tech that we built has been based on the hotel technology that they've built. Oh, We've taken no. it on and said, okay, how do we apply this to vacation rentals? And, uh, and, and they get a step on the landmines. <laughs> that's that's all I feel. It's like you guys, you guys go ahead. Yeah, it's all good. Just keep going. We're gonna watch where you walk here. Um, but no, that is that's right. It, there's nothing that at least hasn't been based in principle. I think on things, even the doors, you know, the door locks and the the automated you know check in process, which is interesting now because I feel like our the vacation rental industry has actually gone past hotels. Where you know you, you get complete virtual check-ins, where really hotels they can't seem to get past some some barriers there. But um, but yeah, Same so thing with guest experience, right? Personalizing guest experience, we've had to do it on a very on a hyper level. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so 
why don't we introduce today's guest? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Today we have Steve Karen. He is the director of sales for State Flexi, a white combinator backed company. Steve came to State Flexi to help revolutionize the hotel tech stack and bring a more modern operating system to independent hotels. Steve is also the co-host of the Modern Hotelier podcast, where David Millerly and Steve get to know uh, hospitality executives, personalities, and influencers to talk about the latest trends. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. I am excited. We are really excited to have you today. Absolutely. Um, you know, our audience is obviously in the hospitality space. A lot of people may or may not know you, but for those people that don't know you, why don't you give us a little bit of your background, where you came from, how you got into hospitality, and what you're doing with uh, State Flexi? Yeah, yeah. So I graduated college and and was working for a larger uh, a larger company called Corporate Executive Board. They got bought by Gartner, and it just was uh, too big of a company for me. I, I like the smaller companies. So uh, one of the guys I was working with, his brother was a VP at a, a smaller a content aggregation company that had an opening in the hospitality space where I would sell advertisements in this newsletter to hospitality folks. So that's how I got into the industry. Uh, I worked there for, for a few years, but really have always been fascinated by technology. So I, I found out I liked the hospitality space and I wanted to get into the tech side of that. So I kind of looked at different companies around there and fell into Stay in Touch, uh, a PMS company out of Bethesda, Maryland, and just fell into an amazing team there that that really helped me grow. And not only did I learn the industry, but also learn the technology that kind of goes behind all that. Mm -hmm. And really, I felt grew my passion there. And then uh, last August, CEO of Stay Flexi contacted me, Venkat Sakamuri, and they were looking to grow their presence in the US. So came over here uh, to be the director of sales since, since last August. And then around February, we started the podcast, uh, The Modern Hotelier. So pretty it's, awesome. it's been a great ride so far. It's been awesome. That is pretty cool. So tell us about Stay Flexi. What do you guys specialize in? What is it exactly that you guys do in the hotel space? And uh, kind of give us a little bit of background on what you guys are working on into the future. Yeah, yeah. So um, it all started, our, our, our three founders worked at uh, Oracle together on the software development side, and they traveled a lot. And one thing that they could never do was when they landed, they could never check into their hotel. They always had to wait till, till the check-in time, and that just... That just really annoyed them. And they were looking at other solutions out there. Like what's, what's a flexible solution where when I land, I can check in early and I can, you know, kind of check in, check out when I want to. And they didn't see much out there. So that's kind of where the concept of stay flexi came from. They wanted a truly all in one system that was uh, flexible enough uh, to handle the change of the guest experience that's happening. So stay flexi is, is a truly all in one operating system. You have the, the property management system that handles the check-ins, checks out, checkouts, you know, all of that functionality. Then we have a built-in POS. If you have a restaurant, any shops, grab-and-go stations, we have a built-in channel manager, and then we have a built-in flexible booking engine. We do a really good job with hourly functionality and experiences. So that enables us to, you know, really do a good job with that. We actually have different booking models where, you know, you can have one check-in time, you can have three check-in times, or you can have no check-in times. And it's uh, fully up to the guests when they want to check in. And our system is smart enough where we can kind of handle that and put those guests in, in the rooms that they belong in. So and then we do have a, a built-in revenue management system, an app. But I think the one thing that makes us unique is our magic link, which 
ties into our conversation here about the guest experience. And, and that's a link that the guest gets before they arrive that they can use to check in. When they're in-house, they can use that to add experiences onto their stay, like a spa, bike rentals, kayak rentals, or you know maybe a sunset cruise, something like that. And then they can also use it to check out as well. So more of a truly all-in-one system, um, cutting down on, on those integrations and hoping to have a, a all-in-one system that's easy to use for for the hotel staff that can provide a great experience for their guests yeah it, it, when you when you talk about magic link obviously it's in the name there so it, am i correct then it's not an app uh is, is that right it, tell me about some of the thought process there because i think that's one of the debates that has been raging in hospitality for some time now right is the app fatigue versus all the yeah. benefits of an app which there are you know right you've got you can geofence people. I mean, there's things, there's functionality that you can only get in an app, but that's not helpful if people won't interact with right. them. So I, I feel like it's this big debate going on right now. Yeah. I, I feel like part of it is you need, it needs to be easy to use, right? And downloading an app, sometimes your phone's you know, if you feel like mine, the, it, all the data is used already. So I have to delete four apps to <laughs> do download that new one, but making it easy to use and, and giving the guests a choice. I think that's a huge thing in our model is just giving the guests a choice of how they want to experience that hotel or how that hotel wants to offer experiences. So we want to make it as easy as possible. So they get that link and it's live throughout their whole stay so that they click it once and they check in uh, once they complete that check in the main page is going to change because they're in yeah. house. So now they can add things onto their stay, see what's going on at the property. If they have any happy hours or any events, the, the hotel can kind of promote those as well as not only increasing the guest experience, but also driving revenue as well. So, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the twofold experience is making it easy and also giving your guests the choice of how they want to experience your hotel. Yeah. So when you say that, are you talking about the different methods to communicate with the guests? You're using SMS, you're using an internal chat system, and is everything branded to the hotels or is, are you guys maintaining the brand yourselves or co-branding? What's, what is your approach to that? Yeah. So that's up to the hotel. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we're, we're pretty flexible in that model. You can keep, you know, the stay flexi green throughout the whole check-in and the guest experience, or you can incorporate your, your colors as well. Like I said, we have our own booking engine. So in our PMS, you can go and customize any color, the rate colors, anything you want in the booking engine uh, to fit your your color scheme. So you know you can you can leave it up to the stay flexi green, or you can or you can add your colors as well. Yeah, because I think Brian, we've seen that with the apps, right? Where initially, at least in the vacation rental side, and I don't know quite on how some of the hotel apps are doing it, but you know, for a while there, I think of glad to have you which allowed everyone to truly have like a white label app. But then the app store, Apple kind of cut that out saying, look, you can't have 8,000 versions of these things that are really one app. It's just, you know, you've just white labeled each of them. And so, so going the app route, I do think takes away from the ability for a hotel to really truly white label the entire thing. We're more like a link, like stay Flexi's doing, does give you, pardon the pun a little bit, pun intended, the flexibility to have it all entirely white labeled. And um, I do feel like from a business standpoint, if you're trying to build a B2B brand or a B2C brand, 
that some of that's really important and some of that's more important to some hoteliers than, than others, but it's good to have that flexibility. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, I think it's interesting. I think we, uh, we tried to do it with guest book and, and I think we, we were one of the first that used a web enabled link. So we didn't actually develop it as an app. We did mobile first. Yeah. Um, and we found that the downloads and the usage went up significantly because the people just didn't have to download something to their phones. And at the end of the stay, they just, there was nothing there for them to delete. Uh, and then we started to toy with the combination of them being able to download the actual icon to their phone and have it more as a permanent feature on their phones. We're talking like 2015, 2016, when it was still a bit of a dinosaur. Yeah. So what, so what kind of... Yeah. Well, one of the questions I've got, you, you know, you mentioned specifically, Stephen, I think it's, it's a good point. I think we need to talk a little bit about it, but eliminating all the necessary integrations is a little bit, I think of the goal of state. And I think for people who are maybe in hospitality, but not in the tech side of hospitality, they may not quite understand that in a lot of instances, what's holding back the power of the collective tech stack is the fact right now that the, you know they don't all talk to one another and i think in the in the technology world across industries there's always this debate what you're building is a little bit more of a closed system i'm not saying an entirely closed system right but it's the apple model of we're going to do most of all of this and we're going to do it really really well not that they don't have the app developers and that third party group but versus just kind of this you know, we've got APIs with everything and it's all open and you can connect different systems in this and that. Both of them have some advantages and disadvantages. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about your guys' approach there. Yeah, so we, we kind of do the approach that, hey, if you want everything in one place, we can do it, you know? And we'll be a really cost-effective option and we'll be able to provide uh, an easy-to-use system for your, for your team that's all in one place you know, while still be able to create that great guest experience. But, you know, if you say you want to use, for an example, Synexus, you are dead set. You've been using them for years. That's great. We integrate with them as well. So okay. you know, that's our thought process. It's if you want everything in one place, we can do that. But if you're dead set on another integration, that's a must have integration. That's fine. We'll work with them. But like the goal of us is just to help cut down on those integrations. <laughs> so, you know, if something does go wrong, usually with integrations, it's, Oh, it's not our fault. It's theirs. And then you go to them and they say the same thing. And it's, it's, you know, kind of that passing the buck, which is, is frustrating for hoteliers. So we just, we're trying to be the easiest system out there to use and not only to use, but, but also to work with as well. So, yeah, no, that's, it's great. If you can, if you can have it both, cause I do think you come mm -hmm. across people who for one reason or another, right. They, they love X, Y, Z solution. So you don't want to create hurdles to right. the adoption of your product over one or two things, but, but having that, that full, that full solution or that full suite. So are you selling to your target? Let's talk about where the company is. We talked about a little bit earlier. So, you know, Y Combinator backed, I think what early 2021. So talk to us about where you guys are in your evolution here. Exactly right. So uh, we went through Y Combinator early 2021, graduated from that, uh, which that's how we got our first round of funding. Uh, then in June that year, we got our seed round. And, and from there, we have just been focusing on building out our technology. 
really focusing on, on the guest experience and how we can incorporate that into our PMS to help bring in more revenue to hotels. So um, we, we are continuing to build out the functionality of, of our PMS from there. So, you know, the next step is we're raising our Series A uh, early next year. We're, we're really excited about it. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are, but we're, we're just all, we've, you know, developed our team and we've, I think we added a good number of folks to, to focus on even building integrations as well. Cause we want, we want to have all those integrations. So it's just easy to work with us. If, if you need an integration, we can, we have open APIs. So really easy, easy to, to connect to folks. I've got a question. Matt and I background is really deep into the vacation rental space. We have a good understanding on the hotel space. One of the unique things that you guys have going for you as a solution is that you're, you guys talk to both property managers in the vacation rental space. So you offer the software for them as well as the hotel space. How do you feel the two industries are interacting? Do you feel that the vacation rentals are coming ahead? How do we compare it to the actual hotel space? And that in turn, how's that? How how are we doing with the guest experience from that perspective as well? Man, I I mean, contactless check it. Is it, you guys have a doubt, right? I mean, you go to any air, you go to any vacation rental. It is, you know, contactless. You're chatting with that person one on one, but there's no, there's not as much human touch in, in that. But I think the contactless and the ease of stay, if it goes well, is you guys knock it out of the park. You know, I, I think the independent hotel space, I think, you know, there are, you know, we're still kind of afraid of to do that, to go full contactless. We want that guest experience. We want people, people talking. You want that human interaction with, with the folks. So I, you know, I think you guys have contactless down. I, I think the independent space has a lot of, I think it's going to be a fun five years. I, I think there's a lot of emerging technology that's coming out where, where it's it's there's there's a new term called fidgetal, which is a combination between a, a digital experience and a physical experience. So it's mm. having that digital experience, but having that physical conversation or that you know that physical touch in that transaction. And I think that's where the independent space is going to go, where we're going to automate more things with technology, but we're going to find out where that human interaction really is important and where we can drive that home. So, you know, as far as creating an experience, to sum it up, I think, you know, the vacation rental contactless, you guys are phenomenal at that, the best. But I think, you know, independents are kind of find, finding that balance of how much technology we want to use, and we don't want to take away that human element. So I think, you know, with new, the new technology emerging, I think we have a lot of opportunities, and I think we're going to see a lot of different hotels popping up, you know, more using technology, some using less, but just a lot of different variants of hotels over the next five years. Yeah, I, I, I think it, for me, maybe short of Marriott, who's got a pretty built, built a pretty big brand loyalty. But if I was a big brand right now yeah. in the hotel space, I'd be concerned. I feel like the cost of entry, is, you know, the real estate cost is obviously high, but it's also, that's an area people generally feel pretty comfortable putting their, their, their dollars because, you know, it's land. They're not making it anymore, yeah. right? And and the yeah. chance that you're going to buy a piece of dirt that if a deal doesn't work, that that's going to you know that's going to have depreciated to to nothing is you know that's not going to happen. So you've got some protection with the underlying asset, and people are seeking these unique stays. 
and we, we, we think vacation rentals when we say unique stays, but I think the independent hoteliers can really create some unique stay experiences. And we all know those big flags that just, you, you don't turn that ship quickly. It, it's, yeah. And yeah. so I, I think it's just, it, you know, it's a tough time for the big flags. Yeah. And, and I, I let you touch base on this, how, how travelers now want an experience. They, yeah. they don't just want a hotel room where they're going to sit in, you know, you know, unless, you know, unless that's what they want to do, just hang out in the hotel and maybe grab a bite to eat or something like that. But usually, you know, travelers now want an experience. And I think that's what Stay Flexi does such a great job with is, is we, you know, do work with independent hotels for experiences, but we also work with glamping sites. We work mm -hmm. with camping sites. We work with resorts. Uh, one of our glamping sites in, in California, they loved us because they want to have they want to promote their their fires and s'mores and all the upsells they can do at nighttime around their community fire pit. And that's that's what they loved about us. So, you know, it's all about those experiences. And and I I agree. Independent hotels have have the option of what technology they want to choose. And yeah. they can they can choose those ones that are really going to impact the guests and the guest experience. So do you feel you guys are building, it sounds like very uh, forward-thinking technology. Do you feel that the OTAs, in particular, are able to handle those type of that that type of development? Because, so for example, you you mentioned being able to build out those experiences mm -hmm. inside of your platform. Do the OTAs like Airbnb or VRBO or Expedia can they handle that type of content and then put it in front of their customers the right way, present it the right way, and have you guys be able to market it? Because I think one of the challenges is everybody wants to be creative. Everybody wants yeah. to present their property in a certain way uh, and they want to be unique. They want to present their experiences. But then there's also an element where the, on the distribution side, I don't know that they're keeping up with the times in order to be able to handle that kind of content yeah. or are they? Uh, I think if you're, if you're like working with the OTAs, it's going to be harder. You know, you're going to get a more general experience if you're going through booking.com or Expedia or something like that. One thing that we do really well is we actually drive traffic to the hotel's website. We work with Google hotel ads and charge a much lower commission than anybody else does. It's about half the, half the size. Um, and we will drive them directly to the website. So your guests can get that experience. Uh, we have in our booking engine, uh, where you don't, you can not only book a room, you can book any experience you want to. So any upsells you have, any, it's basically like the check-in when you can purchase the upsells, except now you're doing it at the time of booking. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we're trying to drive, drive traffic to, to the hotel website. So the guests can have that experience through our booking engine of adding experiences along the room. This is a huge conversation in our industry in particular, right, yeah. Matt? I mean, the <laughs> direct book movement at the moment is, is massive. I think a lot of people feel you know, the OTAs aren't doing them right. So let's try to book direct. Is it the same movement in the hotel space? Is that what they're driving is, can we figure out how to drive or convert more people directly to our websites and versus trying to use the OTA as the, the main driver for bookings? 100%, 100%, absolutely. I, I'm sure if you would ask any hotelier, they would much rather have a booking through their through their website than, than through any OTAs, just because the commissions you have to pay through Expedia and all booking.com are just, just that's money you're losing. So yeah, absolutely. I think everybody, every hotel is trying to figure out how they can drive direct booking. Well, and to your point, Brian, I think if, if you offer a unique experience somewhere in the price is the cost of delivering that unique experience. Okay. So the problem is now going back to your point, 
right? That the, the OTAs have been built so that you know, it's kind of the lowest common denominator because they have to market a million plus properties and they can't have fields for every single s'mores and yeah. you know everything else. So they have to get down to the very lowest common denominator. Well, then what happens, I think, is the more unique your brand and the more unique your experience, it makes it very tough also to compete on the OTAs because the reason people are paying the price you're asking, you're not able to communicate fully. So they just look at it and go, why would I pay that? Whereas if they were on your own site, they go, oh, okay, this is what I'm getting and everything else. So I, I think the further you get away from, I hate to call it standard, the the more you've got to you've got to seek alternative forms of distribution or get really good at at the direct at the direct booking movement um and i think google's going to keep making that easier for people as you connect directly to google google doesn't want to although google's using the aggregators of the OTAs, or they were until some of the OTAs had cut them off because they realized that you don't want to feed what's eventually going to cut you off. But, yeah. but as, as they keep, their goal is to not go through those, those guys eventually. And, um, that was just their go to market strategy, right? I mean, as yeah. quick as possible. So um, I think there's a, there, there's a challenge there, which is consistency, right? A lot of people pretend or they think they know how to market these properties and can go overboard when in actual fact they're not doing a good job of presenting or they've just done too much to try to build something that doesn't make any sense. I think there's a, there's a need for consistency or base, but being able to build on top of that base is where it gets interesting. Steve, um, do you guys... Do you have a loyalty component? I'm curious about that as you guys think about, because obviously as we talk about marketing, first party data is becoming more and more important and understanding your guests. And then how do you leverage that as we think about book direct movement? Where where are you guys or how what's your approach right now to, to loyalty or anything that kind of resembles that type of product? Yeah, yeah. So we actually have a VIP status. Uh, in our in our PMS, so uh, they can they can be VIP clients. So any members, you know, you can you can add to that VIP list. So that's that's kind of how we're handling it. I know there's like companies out there like Lassie who do a phenomenal job uh, with with loyalty and things like that. So you know that's that's kind of where we're at. Like if if that VIP button works for y'all, that's great. But if you want a more expansive loyalty programs where you know you're getting points or you're getting gift cards and stuff like that. Great. Then we'll work with one of one of uh, one of those uh, companies that does that as well. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Lassie is a group uh, for our listeners that kind of offers. Um, it's it's. I mean, and Steve, you can kind of uh, maybe help me out, but it, but generally they'll provide little twenty dollar Amazon yeah. gift cards or Starbucks gift cards if you book now, right? And you can, yep. it's a little widget that runs on a direct booking site that's triggered usually by movements that indicate maybe you're about to leave and just trying to capture that, but capture it through providing a little additional kind of incentives, Macy's gift cards and things. Is yeah. that right, Steve? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Like, Hey, we'll give you a $10 Uber gift card if you complete the mobile check-in or, or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good way to kind of incentivize the guests to, to complete, you know, complete the, the, the transaction. Or, yeah. yeah. So, so interesting around loyalty. When I was in Spain, Brian, we haven't gotten a chance. We're going to be with 
Tim Rosolio, uh, head of, I think, VP, VP partner success, I think, vacation rentals at, at Expedia. I, you know, like, I don't know, as you get to Expedia, the titles get yeah. longer. The business cards <laughs> must be massive. Like you have to walk into the room with your giant business cards, like the giant check at the lottery. Yeah, You're like, this that. is my time. But um, I, I hope Tim listens to this and laughs. But I, But just great guy. I mean, just... And we've had him on the show, but Tim and I were talking and that's, you know, Expedia blew up their three loyalty programs. They're combining them. It's a big, big piece of, I think, what they're going to be rolling out. You'll be able to carry your loyalty across flights and everything else. Loyalty is, you know, and there's not going to be one winner, but those who can win in loyalty, I think over the next few years, that's a big play. Absolutely. I, and I, I'm also curious to see how NFTs are going to affect the yeah, loyalty yep. programs because I think that is going to be some. I mean, some hotels are already playing with with NFTs as as kind of their loyalty member program. So I'm excited to see where that space is is going to go. I think there's a lot of lot of legs there, so it'll be exciting to see where it goes over the next couple of years. Brian, we've now reached the point where I'm clearly old, right? When we start talking about <laughs> NFTs, as I might as well just sit here and nod and go, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for coming on to the Guest X podcast. Uh, no, There's not, so much innovation. We're, so we're much. starting to get left behind. Right. And it's actually really cool to see some of these companies coming up. Because we always say, like, what is, what's left to develop and to do in this space? And the truth is, I think we're, we're just scraping the bottom at the moment. Yeah. We're just getting started with with you know the technology that we've actually built is all fairly new and it's already outdated yeah. and uh you know you think back 10 maybe 15 years ago when you had companies like um uh, home away and things like that launching their pms and how now it's just it needs to be completely revamped and then you've got you know state flexi coming up and they're telling us about all these fantastic features that they're they're building out and so you start to think it's to the future and, and what are we going to be able to to do I think VR is going to be a really interesting component coming in. Uh, a lot of people haven't really talked about that side of the world, but I think there's some really cool stuff coming with with the VR space. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited about it. You know, I think I think with like Web three and NFTs and you know all that, I think it's we're we're kind of in this space where we're not sure how it's going to implement or how it's going to work with hospitality yet. And it's going to take kind of a little probably trial and error over the next couple of years to see how this works. And especially the metaverse, you know, on the podcast, uh, the Modern Hotelier, we ask every guest, like, how is the metaverse going to affect hospitality? And we have people who are like, it is going to revolutionize hospitality. Hospitality is gonna, never going to be the same. And then we have other people who are like, it's not, yeah. it's not going to do anything, yeah. you know? So yeah. There's such a wide, I guess, opinion on how how this Web three technology is going to affect hospitality, and we'll we'll see. It's going to be an exciting exciting time. That's yeah, no, it's really really cool. Uh, Steve, last question. I know we're 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 running up on time here, and thank you so much because it's 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 really cool to hear what you guys are doing, and just some really smart people. Uh, and that's what's that's what's going to keep improving hospitality. Yeah, I hear that there's the, the naysayers right around hospitality because we are so service oriented and it's tough to find staff right now. But then you see groups like what State Flexi is doing. You go, look, if smart people keep coming into this industry, we're going to keep improving and it's going to be a great industry to be a part of. Um, so looking forward 
you know, is there certain things, you know, that you guys are working on? I know you, you mentioned it, but in particular, the magic link, I know that's yeah. a big piece, but what's, what's kind of on that roadmap for stay flexi. Yeah. So, so we're continuing uh, to build out our system, right? Like we we're looking for hotels that are technology technology focused, who are looking to increase the guest experience by utilizing technology. So what we're looking to do, the more hotels we get in, we're at 1400 hotels around the world right now. We're looking to build our presence really in the United States a, a lot along with other parts of the world. But what we really want to do is just get feedback and build out our system more. We do have other things that we're working on. I I, I can't talk about it yeah, yet, sure. but you'll, you'll be finding out uh, in a few months here that you'll probably by the end of the year, you'll be hearing some stuff, but we have some really exciting things. Um, things that just no, nobody else in the hospitality industry is really doing and kind of positioning themselves. So we have, we have a lot of fun things happening, but you know, we're just trying to build the, the best all-in-one system out there. And we, we love getting feedback from hoteliers on, on what they're looking for and, you know, what, the, what they envision as, as their best system as well. That's great. And if people want to get in contact, um, yeah, I'm guessing obviously on the website, but uh, what's the best way to, to reach out to you? Yeah, LinkedIn's easy. I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, find me there, Steve Karen. Uh, you can do that, or you can email me at steve.karen at stateflexi.com. You know, otherwise leave a comment on on the Modern Hotelier page or on our YouTube page or anything like that. You know, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. It's great. Well, cool. thank you so much. Awesome. I appreciate you guys having me. I love what you guys are doing. Love the conversations you guys are having. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. So thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you, Steve. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. He is Mr. Guest Experience, Brian O'Malley. And I'm Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.